Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Cobes, welcome to Action City. Emmy! Hi! Hi. Hello! Happy belated Easter. Yes. I know that we celebrated Easter this weekend. Some people were celebrating the end of Passover. It was so fun. It was so much fun. I'm exhausted, though. Exhausted. Exhausted. Richard's exhausted, too. Our we know. Our producer. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all exhausted. Yeah. We are having just, yeah, an exhausted day. Post-weekend <laughs> exhaustion. I just, that's the one thing. I, I think this might be my pit, but I was telling Jeff, when you were little and you had weekends like this. So we had Friday night... Jeff's family came in town for Easter slash Huffman's birthday. So my parents hosted them at their house. We played pickleball. The Kemp's, which are a good family friend, came over. So I got to see their, um, I have a good friend, Michelle, who lives in Denver. Oh, was she here? Mm-hmm. And then their other daughter, Trish, who lives here. They all came over and it was like the kids. It was so fun. So we had big Friday night. Then Saturday, we had an Easter egg hunt, then Huffman's birthday party. And then we had everybody over for dinner, just like stayed after Huffman's birthday. So there was that whole day. And then obviously Easter Sunday, baskets, brunch, that whole thing. And I was like, Jeff, I don't ever remember my parents being exhausted when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like maybe my parents, maybe my kids have no clue. I hope they don't. I don't know why they would. They're so young, but you know what I mean? I was like, I remember weekends like this as a kid and just having so much fun. But now as an adult, I'm so tired. Well, I think as kids, we're not focused on what our power. Yeah, that's true. Oh, never. Kids are totally self-centered, not in a bad way, but that's developmentally appropriate. They're just having a blast. Are you kidding? I mean, they, they don't have any clue that we're exhausted. I'm sure your parents were exhausted. Not that they're not total go-getters because we know they're not slowing down. No, they are absolutely. They are out there. I redacting that. Yes. Tackling Um, life. But yeah, I, I guess that would be my pit. And then my other pit would be like, so we didn't really set up for Huffman's party until the kids were napping. So the kids went down for their nap at 1230. The party's at three. So we have basically everything to do for the party in those two and a half hours. Which sometimes is better to have it condensed into a certain time frame. If not, you could have been working on it for three days, which might have been too much. Right. And I don't know. I'm just like not the best communicator with Jeff when well, it comes me to... Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that I, I really that need problem. to work on that. I feel bad. I was like... Was it a kind of a tense... It got tense because I think that, like, I want him to just know what to do, to know what to do. Mm -hmm. And apparently he can't read my mind. And that's really just hard. (laughs) You know, you want them to know what to do, but they don't want you to tell them what to do. So, but you kind of need, it's a whole chicken and an egg. So two days before the, uh, on Thursday, we kind of gone over everything we needed to do for the party. And I sort of had given him a list thinking, okay, when it's go time, he'll tackle his list. Well, then it got to be that my tasks, like I had given him sort of the outdoor stuff to do. And I was sort of taking care of the food and the decor, which was maybe too much on my plate. So then he started helping me with food and decor. And then I was like, why aren't you getting your list done? So that was the problem. And but I, it all came together? What? Oh, yeah, it totally did. Construction just, theme? What was? It was a construction theme. Oh. Yes, it was super cute. But that's the only part that I didn't like because then it's like we're kind of bickering as the party's sort of starting. And it's like, I want to be in a good mood and have fun with my husband and my children. You know what I mean? I'm, just so you know, Is I have what, never had a party 
where in my whole Jim life didn't bicker. where we're not bickering in advance. And in fact, okay. it's when my biggest meltdowns happen because guess what? I'm expecting everybody to help me and nobody and no does. Helping you. And I just need to change my expectations. Not that Jeff wasn't helping because it sounds like he, he was being was. very helpful. I just was like, I want you to be a little bit more assertive. Just kind of like, go do something. Yes, go do go something. Do, I, like, he kind of would stand there and look at me and I'm like, what you doing? You're like, what are you doing? Let's get going I know, here. But then I feel bad because it's like he was being helpful. So yes. I know. I think I could have changed my communication for sure. But also like it, he just, we're not very good in situations like that. In high pressure situations. I'm not good in the high pressure, or even though I put myself in high pressure situations all the time. That's, I do not yeah, it's communicate like, do do well this? in those situations because I'm so stressed. It's always right. a disaster. Like there's- yeah. That's, I don't, yeah, this is, I think one of the hardest parts about having small children is that you kind of, I like to get things done very quickly, even if it's done not perfectly. And Jeff is much more of a details guy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm more of a big picture. It sounds like you're going to get this worked out though, because you're really thinking about this early on. I mean, I've gotten out like a 13, 15 year old and I still, <laughs> well, that was like out, just so. the pit of the weekend in the sense of like, you know, we're here to celebrate our son who's three and we want to, you know, be happy and excited. And then I'm like a little annoyed and he's a little, like, annoyed. Oh, I can't even stand to look at you. Get out of here. No, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but oh, yeah. Good. Okay. We'll yeah. Go. No, no, we, we survived. It, but then the other part, the other side of that coin, right. It's like we had this weekend with all these fun stuff. I mean, I feel like we barely even got to talk to one another. You know what I mean? Right, it was didn't. like, there's just so much stuff going on. So we need a date night. I think. Having Huffman's birthday party in the middle of Easter was just added stress onto the well, whole thing. Here's, probably. I have an Easter baby and I have a Christmas baby. Oh. So this is just the way it's going to be. I'm just going to have one gonna, big weekend every year too, really. Where you just blow yes, it out. By just, the way, the, like Christmas is, I'm more exhausted at Christmas than I am at I, any point during the year. I can't yes, imagine the, yes, throwing a birthday. Yes. My sister's birthday is 27th and right. throwing it on there. Ugh. Well, and I, Easter, I love Easter. I really do. Like I love, I love the clothes. Oh. I love the food. I love the weather. Even if, if it's a little chilly, it's fine. I just love it. And so it was honestly, the weather this weekend was beautiful. It was, I mean, the, the whole peak was the weekend. It was so fun to see, you know, friends from out of town. It was fun to feel safe seeing friends from right. out of town. Um, I mean, it was fun to be back doing Easter egg hunts. So he got to do one at school this year, which obviously we weren't even oh, in school last, right, last year. year. Um, and Campbell, I mean, she was so cute all weekend. She's so funny. Easter morning, she would not smile. We took all these family photos mm -hmm. and she's looking away from the camera and frowning. And I'm like, what is this? Maybe she was exhausted. Maybe think, she no, had enough. All, our whole family on Sunday afternoon, we napped and then we took a long walk and everybody was just tired. It was so pretty yesterday. So pretty. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of my pits and my peaks. It really, Easter really is my favorite. Right? Yeah. We, it's such a good holiday because it's, there's like an activity built in with, yes, the, with, with the, the egg, egg hunting or the baskets and, yes. or, and I'm not about a huge expensive Easter basket. I'm about like a couple books and some, you know, whatever, right. like now as they get older, Easter baskets get more expensive. Well, I'm I didn't. Gonna lie. I, the Easter Bunny didn't visit me this year, so. Well, yeah, the Easter Bunny. But I also the Easter Bunny didn't visit my husband. So well, that's true. No, good. grown ups don't get them. But I was sort of discussing this with my sister in law. I was like, "How old is too old to be getting the Easter basket and the and the hunt?" And we determined that we have a my nephew sixteen that that's not too old. So we did the no, whole thing. I got a Easter basket in college. 
I think I did too. My mom yeah. would send them to I my mean, mom if I wasn't and home, my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law mother did sure. an adult Easter basket. Like, oh, we all had a nice bottle of something, and it was so fun. Wait, that's a great idea. Yeah, she that's actually. Cute. Let me rephrase that. My mother-in-law did give me an Easter present, which was very sweet. That's so, so that was sweet. Nice. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like good. somebody thought of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We got all the families. Well, I'm trying to think. We got all the families together this weekend as well, because normally everybody comes to Oklahoma City for Easter. Yeah, and y'all went to Dallas. We went to Dallas. We were having a little construction project in our backyard so that we can have more people come stay at our house. But we decided to go to Dallas. My brother wanted to do a cooking class, a family cooking class. Oh, yeah, I saw that. At this place called The Cookery in Dallas. Yes, yes. We stressed for a month about what the menu was going to be because we had lots of different personalities, obviously, coming into the dinner. It was hysterical. I can't even, it, it, like, we put my family together with Jim's family, and it was awesome. I mean, they've spent time together, so everybody knows each other, yeah. obviously. But I mean, the lady who is teaching us the class, who owns the cookery, they have three locations. She's just about to shoot herself because uh, y'all wouldn't pay attention. You are hit the nail on the head. Okay. <laughs> we are not even, like, onto the, we had, like, a little few appetizers that we cooked. We're on, like, the second appetizer, and she says, can everybody please stop? She said, <laughs> I just want to let you know that I'm getting really frustrated. <laughs> she said this. And so she's telling this whole thing. I'm oh getting so God. frustrated. You guys aren't listening. I mean, it was really kind of in a way, a nice way to say it. She goes through this whole spiel. Then she says, okay, each person has three dates and there are three pieces. Each person has three pieces of cheese and the cheese gets stuffed inside the date. So when I hand you the date, please take, the-. I mean, she went through this whole thing. She goes to my dad, she hands him the dates and the cheese and he starts eating the cheese. And we're all just looking at him like, are you kidding? Did you not just listen to everything this woman said? This poor, frustrated woman. Oh, God. It was so funny. But it really was. We all sat down at this big table and... Had, we made paella, which I'd never made before. Oh, yeah. My dad loves Oh, paella. and it wasn't really that difficult. I mean, it wasn't difficult. She showed us how to make it. You know, with, you don't have to have a special paella pan. Right, so right, that right. was really a blast. And then Saturday morning, I love my sister and both my sister-in-laws, my brother's wife and then Jim's sister. And I went to this exercise class in Dallas. It was lots of fun and really hard. Went to this darling coffee shop afterwards called like Lala Coffee or something. Oh, I, it's See, all like yellow and yes. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the coffee wasn't the best coffee I've ever had, but the whole experience right. was a blast. I did kind of feel like I was in LA and not in Dallas, but that was great. And then we went, what did we do Saturday afternoon? Oh my God, this is how old I'm getting that I cannot remember. Oh, I know what we did. My sister-in-law scheduled a tour for us at the Nasher Sculpture Center. Fun. And so we went, my mother was in heaven. We went with my parents yeah. and Jim's mom and all the grownups went and we had a tour of the Nasher. It was absolutely beautiful. It was a perfect day. The two women who gave us the tour were so knowledgeable and I just felt like I learned something. Yeah. And at the end of the tour, they said it's the first tour they've given since the pandemic started. Wow. They've had no, t- I mean, I guess they think they reopened in August, but so the Nasher was beautiful. We went down to Clyde Warren Park. Yeah. We had lunch at the food trucks. Fun. We went, so then on Saturday night, I went and had cocktails with a friend. It was just like the perfect weekend. I mean, yeah, that sounds so I, we fun. had cocktails with a friend. Then we went to dinner again with the whole group. Where'd you go? We went to we went to Jenny Connor's club. But the best part oh, is okay. that Jim and Russell went to go play golf with my nephew and my brother in law. And there are no there's nobody allowed on the golf course except for members. Mm. 
And so they tried to say that they were family. 11 holes in, Jim and Russell get kicked off the golf course. Do they really? Uh-huh. My brother is so embarrassed. He can't even stand it. And Jim <laughs> looks at the guy and is like, don't worry, it's okay. We've been kicked out of clubs before. And those two, then, I mean, I can't even really do the whole thing justice, but we spent the entire weekend laughing about the whole situation. They went then and went, got bombed at some Mexican restaurant. And then we all reconvened for dinner. And then, oh I mean, God. it just, like, I've really never laughed so hard in my entire life. And then we all got back together again on, on Sunday, Sunday morning. And the, you know, I have to talk about the food, top priority. Obviously. It was the best Easter brunch I've ever eaten. Where we, was it? We all, we cooked it at my sister-in-law's oh. house. We all, we sat in her dining room. I mean, I just haven't really been at a, I said this about, about spring break at a big table with, with a, lot a lot of people. people. And it really is my happy place. And yeah. the meal was delicious. Everybody sort of cooked something. My mother was banned. She wasn't allowed to cook anything. <laughs> but the rest of us all contributed to the meal. She contributed with her presence, which was so lovely. But the meal was perfect. We all sat at the table for a long time. Oh, the Easter egg hunt. Yeah, I oh saw my the God, video. You guys. Okay, so we'll just I will just say this: the Easter egg hunt. I mean, they are 16, 15, 14, 13. The, I mean, yeah. No, 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 I don't know. I mean, how, however old? Yeah, they're all those ages. They're probably too old for an Easter egg hunt. But we sort of had this bet going in advance. I was like, who was going to win? It's always the same. But it's always my niece Ellie that wins. There were some money eggs involved in the whole situation. So it was competitive. It was so competitive. My one prediction was that my nephew was going to push over either my niece or. Neely. And sure enough, straight out of the gate, he's running as fast as he can. He shoves his sister, shoves she her takes out Gracie. <laughs> Gracie. Gracie face plants on the ground. Her face is literally three inches from this like concrete slab. I, I saw the, thank God. Oh my God. My brother-in-law was like, um, we were three inches away from a trip to the emergency room on Easter as opposed to having a nice Easter brunch. So we videoed the whole thing. You can hear my sister-in-law in the background going, well, Cersei, you are in trouble. You are getting no money eggs. Like you can hear her going nuts in the background. We're all hysterically laughing. I mean, the whole thing. So then my brother-in-law sends a message and he calls it the shove heard around the world. And I we have rewatched the video like 15 times. It was awesome. I mean, the whole weekend was great. I really love my family a lot. And I had the best time with them. Oh my so, God. Wait, okay. That re- okay. I'll tell one quick thing. And okay. Tell we'll me, tell me. But so at the East Egg Hunt on Saturday, there were, so Campbell is now in like the, you know, oh. under two section, but Huffman turned three. So now he's in. The- it's hard. You've got to man both spots in me. <laughs> so I take Campbell to like the little baby section and Jeff has Huffman and Huffman is behind me. So I'm not watching him, but I can hear the screaming. And so, you know, Campbell's like sweetly picking up one egg oh. at a time and placing them in her basket. Yes. And I, you know, they come over like very quickly. Obviously, all the eggs are gone. And I'm like, how was it? Jeff shows me the video. It is like a swarm of three-year-olds. <laughs> and they're all grabbing eggs and just like like Huffman d- doesn't realize the top of his basket's kind of collapsing. So he's chunking the eggs and they're missing the top of his basket and they're going behind. So then he's ducking. He, he's trying to take them from other children. It was, I'll have to show you the video. It's, so it's great. hysterical. It's like Lord of the Flies. It is. Easter it's like Lord of the Flies. But then I was like, oh my gosh, this is just the three, four section. What's like the five, six, seven, eight section? So I, I, it is. Yeah. And by the way, all those eggs are gone. I think one year I, I timed it. It's like, 
37 seconds. Well, and of course, Campbell's and section, we're like trying to get the babies to do the eggs. And there's so many eggs in their section. And all she actually ate a pebble. Like she doesn't even care about oh, the no, eggs. Oh, no, she doesn't care. And then Huffman is like chunking them. I mean, it was hysterical. But I, did they have the little petting zoo and the whole thing? Did yeah, they, they did oh, the whole thing. So yeah. I was so sad when my kids became sort of too old to do that. I know. I'm they get all dressed it. up. I love seeing all the pictures of everybody in their oh, yeah, all their coordinating outfits, outfits and their oh, yeah. pastel colors. It was yes, really so fun. But I'm so excited for our guest. Me too. I know. So we had Jamie Crone. She is the owner of Evolve Fitness in Cassidy Square. After dancing her whole life, she discovered Pilates while working in New York City and became a certified Pilates instructor in Brooklyn. Jamie has made her way back to Oklahoma City and discovered that she wanted to cross-train people using different types of workouts. Through this discovery, Evolve Fitness was born. This business has grown enough that she's recently taken on a new partner. We can't wait to see where Evolve will, will go and what they'll bring us next. Please welcome Jamie to Action City. Catherine, I am so excited to talk about our friends, Leah Strickland and Whitney Moss of Leah and Whitney Real Estate. They have coined the term hashtag power of two, which means when you're working with them, you get double the expertise, double the brain power, and double the hustle. They've built a network of buyers and sellers in every neighborhood, but they specialize in Quell Creek, Nichols Hills, Lakehurst, Belle Isle, and the village. They have a combined 18 years of experience, and because of the hashtag power of two, there's an increased availability of showings, offers, and two professional opinions while negotiating. In addition, Leah and Winnie own their own brokerage, which allows them to put the client before the bottom line. They intentionally maintain a close-knit and well-connected team, which allows them to tailor their approach to meet the client's individual needs and goals. Leah and Whitney provide creative solutions for their clients because you're working directly with the decision makers. And now let's talk about their clients. They consider all of their clients to be friends, and they do an amazing job of listening to their hopes, dreams, and fears. Their goal is to make the real estate transaction as smooth as possible. Leah and Whitney have a strong industry network to call upon when searching for the right fit for a client, especially in markets where inventory is low. They have been known to reach out to homeowners directly, even if that homeowner hasn't indicated a desire to move. So even if your dream home isn't on the market, Lee and Whitney will deliver. They have no fear. If you're interested in buying or selling a home, please reach out to them. You can email them at team at leahandwhitney.com. Their website is leahandwhitney.com. That's L-E-A-H-A-N-D-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram at Leah and Whitney Realtors or on Facebook, simply Leah and Whitney. Thank you and Lee and Whitney for being a sponsor. Now back to the podcast. Jamie, we're so <laughs> excited to have you on Action City. You guys are all in your workout gear and I'm kind of jealous. Well, you told us to wear workout gear and, and then, then you didn't wear it. I know, it, it was a valid. I was prepared to do push-ups today. Well, I can, we can definitely do some. Let's do some after. Let's <laughs> give it like a... Well, and I want to give a disclaimer. So Jamie, I've worked out with you, I think it was December 2016. Uh-huh. If, yeah, 16. You're like an OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, so, re- this year will be five years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Which like... It seems like it's been longer than that, though, for some reason. I don't know well, why. Well, two cause... pregnancies... Lots of lots of weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, the scout guide pictures. I was like, 
holy crap, like the difference. Oh, in my face. Yes. She's oh, talking, you mean from so, the, when you were when you did the pictures at the front? Yeah. With you and your mom. So I I sold the Scout Guide. What? I know. We can talk about it during. I know. <laughs> oh my. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay, I won't ask. Um, I will not derail. But us. so I posted on my Instagram just like my editor photos through the years, mm-hmm. and like the first editor photo, I think I just started working out with you, and then it's like been the last five years, and my face even through with my because I'm pregnant yeah. and postpartum. Like, I mean, Huffman was six weeks old in one of the pictures. And then I'm pregnant with Campbell in my last picture. And even then my face is like, my face is the tell of if I'm uh-huh. gaining or losing weight. Mine like, ex- like it really is bad. So um, Jamie just commented and was like, holy cow. Like, it's crazy to see kind of the difference Yeah, when I started coming to you mm-hmm. and now. And really, I feel like you probably feel so much healthier just in general across the board with. Well, I'll tell this is like what I tell people about Jamie. I I was an athlete in high school, went to college, discovered beer and pizza (laughs) and I was really unhealthy. I mean, I would work out in college, say like, you know, a couple walks a week. I would go to the rec center, which was the the workout maybe twice a week. Where all the cool kids hung out. Yeah. I mean, but it was never, I wasn't like hit training or weights. I was doing the elliptical and Mm -hmm. then I might do abs and then I might do arms. Like that was pretty much it. And when you go from playing volleyball three days or wait, three hours a day Mm -hmm. and then you go to college and you're eating and drinking and staying up late and doing all those things. I mean, my body, like I just sent it into a really bad path. It's a rude awakening. It was. And then I think going to my first corporate job, you know, I just didn't have all the tools to kind of main, like to get back or any of that. So I, I would say there was probably like six or seven years of my life that I was really unhealthy. And so when I moved back to Oklahoma city in 2015, I was kind of just sick of feeling fat. And then um, I had a dear friend who had gone to Jamie and she was on a similar thing as I. I mean, my friend Sarah actually yeah. I've mentioned mm-hmm. on here before. And so she was like, come see Jamie. Like, I love her. She's non-judgmental. She's very open-minded. And I was so used to trainers who were training me for a purpose, right? So it's like to either, you know, get my jump higher or whatever. Like I'd never had really had a trainer who was just like, there to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started going to her and I mean, I've never, I mean, since high school, I hadn't worked out five days a week or six days a week. And now I do. So I'd say that was the big change is that I'm in the studio three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then the other three days I'm doing stuff on my own. Right. Yeah. Well, I do think that's was really all along for you is that's the word of mouth. I mean, the number oh, of yeah. people that, when you were, you started in your house, right? Did I started out in a house? house. Yeah. And the, the number of people that would recommend you to me, I mean, it's uh, 50 that people. That is true. I mean, yeah. at least. Yeah. And that right there is a real testament. Like you can see an ad in a in the Friday later, you can see, but when someone says to you, this person's amazing, you have to go to them. Mm-hmm. That's what always, especially with working out, that's what gets me. Yeah. I, I'm amazed at <laughs> it's really, how I've made it through the pandemic and well the pandemic was great because you uh, did all those online yeah, I right. mean you really like were able to pivot I mm-hmm. know everybody overused that word during the oh pandemic my gosh but you really <laughs> did pivot very well Cassidy. it's putting me over the edge I never <laughs> want to hear that word again <laughs> sorry <laughs> but I know that I mean for Casey uh-huh. I, I think she was going to make her first video and she was so terrified <laughs> yes and I was like you just ripped the band-aid off I said you're just you're, it's gonna suck uh-huh. it's gonna be hard and that's okay and then uh-huh. the next one will be a little easier and the next one will be, and I do think 
I mean, I think she was so happy that she did it at the end of the day. She was yes. And it was funny because she had texted me and she's like, will you just videotape it? Like videotape me, like just come up here and do it. And I said, nope. I was like, mm-hmm. you got it. You can do it. And so I just was like, I had to make my way through it and mess up along the way. And so you have to do it too. And so she did it. And then she texts me and she's like, I'm so proud of myself. And this and is like, Casey, one of your instructors yes. at Evolve. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so we usually start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Wait, where were you born again? I was born in Monroe, Wisconsin, okay. but I grew up in Illinois. Yeah, that's where in Illinois. Um, so my dad is a retired Methodist pastor, so we kind of moved around the Chicago area. So I grew up mainly in Ottawa, Illinois, and my parents are in Rockford, Illinois, right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up as a pastor's kid? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you, I, yes, I fit the PK <laughs> mold okay. <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, PK. Yeah. Pastor's kid. Is uh-huh. that the, okay, okay. That's the acronym yeah. for that? Uh-huh. So um, I grew up dancing was like my main thing. Yeah. And All different kinds of dance? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Hip hop, tap, jazz, modern, all of it. And so when I graduated high school I just I've been dancing since I was three years old so I was like this is what I'm going to keep doing I I wasn't it's not that it was so much of a passion but it was such a habit at that point I didn't know what else I was going to do and so I first went to Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and did a semester there at a college called Point Park and then I heard word of mouth about UCO and I don't know anybody. How does word of mouth happen in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for UCO? (laughs) Explain that to me. So internet, I mean, one of my good friends from Illinois went to OCU and I knew that's not the school. For dance? Yes. Okay. So OCU, Oklahoma City University is really really well known known for for dance. Right. And, but I was not a musical theater person and that's what they're mainly known for. And I knew that that wasn't the school for me, but she had two friends that transferred over to University of Central Oklahoma and they had a really strong jazz program by Hecha Poos, who's. Oh yeah. Yes. Wait, Lance oh, McDaniel. Was he, was, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Is he a man or a woman? Woman. 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 Okay. Remember, she yes, was in she the, was in the, she was in the, uh, the, video, the, I mean, in the movie. In the mm-hmm. movie. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. So she had, um, gone to LA and like did that kind of jazz. And in college, like it's really hard to find a good jazz program. And so at Point Park, again, it was modern and ballet, and that just wasn't my love. And so I came over to take a trial class at University of Central Oklahoma, and I was like, this is it. This is where I'm going to go. So I transferred over here spring semester of my freshman year, and I loved it. Like, the dance community, no matter if it's, like, from Illinois or here, it's it's always a family. So I don't – if I don't see somebody for years, we get together and it's, like, no time has passed at all. I just went to Dallas for one of my friend's weddings. And, again, I haven't seen them in six, seven years. And I had the best time. Are they Were they from all over the country, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's so, so interesting. Fun. Yeah. So, I never really think of it as being a draw from of people from all over the country, but that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like I hear that about the law school more that a lot of people go there for law school. No, that are, uh, uh, you at OCU they could do go to law school. UCO doesn't have a law school. Oh shoot! Oh I my know. gosh, I'm so bad. And at I don't that. know why I said Dallas. I went to Florida. That's where the wedding was. <laughs> <laughs> 
You didn't want to admit that you went to Florida with all those spring breakers down there. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Well, you went to like Hogwarts, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's on my bucket list, Harry Potter World. And I was like, I'm going. Did it live up to oh, the yeah. expectations? Yes, I would absolutely go again. Did you, you get dressed up? Like, did you have a costume with your no, wand? No, I and the didn't. Whole thing? And I was going to buy a souvenir there. So expensive. It was so oh, expensive. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And then what are you going to do with it when you get home? Like, right, display exactly. it on your bookshelf? No. I exactly. have friends who order all this stuff on Amazon and they pack it in a suitcase and then they give it to their kids at the park. Okay. I'm well, not it was that's nine, genius. Yeah. It was 90 <laughs> degrees outside. So I was like, there's no way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting a on a cape. No. <laughs> It was 90. Oh, a robe. Sorry. Don't not a, past me. I would sorry, do not it. a cape. A robe. a robe. Oh, yeah. is cape the wrong term? It's, yeah, if you are sleeves. a Harry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is different, I guess. <laughs> my mom tried to pay the, my children to read all the Harry Potter books. She said she'd take them to Hogwarts if they would read the books. And they're uh-huh. like, nah, we don't want to. Really? The uh, books that's how so... unmotivated my kids Wait, were. Wait, the read. books are good, though. I think they're great, but I mean, you can't even get those kids that to read like the first That was like the first big book I ever read. You know? I've read the first one, but I haven't read any of the rest. Oh, I read all of them. And then the last one, when it came out, I, I ran to full circle and I read the last chapter. Wait, no, wait, you can't do you that. You read the whole book. You just read. Uh, no, well, I ended up buying it and reading it. But Correct. then I was, I was so, I wanted to know so badly that I That's like ran cute. and I remember running into full <laughs> circle and I was in high school when the last book came out and I just like opened it up and the girl like saw me doing it. She's like, what are you? doing i was like i have to know oh my god anyways so, we're digressing so <laughs> you're at wait i'm gonna say you're it wrong now uco, UCO. Uh-huh. it used to be called central state when i was growing up it's called central oh, state. oh really I, yeah and so i don't know at what point in time they changed it to uco sometime after i graduated from high school uh-huh. well so did you, then you go directly to new york no i moved back home for about six months and that i worked on saving up money to make the big move. And my friend at the, uh, my friend in New York city who I was going to move and room with, she wasn't up with her lease until like six months. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go save up money. And that money that was saved was gone within a month. Oh, a month. It's done. It takes you six months at one place to save up enough money yeah. for one month in New York. First month, yeah. second or last month, security deposit, and it was gone. I had $70 to my name, and I was like, okay, we've got to come up with $900. I think that was how much it was uh, for rent the next month. And I was like, put into hustle mode because my parents, when I moved to New York City, they were like, you're on your own. Did they like, not we want you to go you. or they just said we're... we're oh, no. Yeah. They wanted they me wanted to, go. You to go. Okay. Um, but, you know, like yeah. a pastor's income is not mm-hmm. going to support a New York City lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to go... It was either New York City or LA. That's what we always think of when you're a dance person is that you have to go do your career in New York City or LA. I didn't like LA. That wasn't really where I... I didn't enjoy it when I visited. So I was like, New York City it is. And Yeah. Okay, so you show up in New York City. Uh-huh. Had you ever been there before? Um, I don't think so. If I did, it was when I was really young. So you didn't know anything about it. Where no. was this apartment? Where did you live? Yeah, yes. where did you live? I lived in Astoria, Queens. Yes. And okay. I lived about 10 minutes away from the subway. 10 minute walk from yep. the subway? Mm-hmm. And so when it blizzarded uh-huh. one time, it was quite the experience. Mm-hmm. Took forever to get home. I think it took three hours to get home. And I was so frustrated. But then when everybody got off the train and started walking home, it was so much fun because everyone was tromping through the snow in the middle of the street and... It's one of my favorite memories. 
No. Wait, so you have $70 to your name. What is yeah, the what, hustle? What, yeah, what's the hustle? Yeah, I want to hear the hustle. Can we say it? I'm, no, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so my first job, I had heard that Applebee's, you made really good money at Applebee's. So I worked in Applebee's in Times Square, and it's the worst job I've ever had. And probably also the best job because you know you never want to work at Applebee's. Never. So you're like, I better get my act together. I just think Times Square in general would be a tough, that would be a tough restaurant to work. Oh, man. And you couldn't, like, if you got an evening shift, like, you you were getting promoted. So whenever you're starting out they always put you in the breakfast shift which who knows who knew that applebee's even served Served breakfast breakfast. and so i think it was like from 7 a.m until 3 was your shift and all the foreigners when they came over were like applebee's the big apple like that's where we're supposed to go oh i was wondering why apple okay okay this is all making sense now and so at the end of my shift, they don't tip there because, like, that's actually a career in Europe is, you know, have. <laughs> <So>. Oh, God. <laughs> so I would get spare change. So, like, there, if you did a good job, like, they'll give you an extra dollar or two dollars as, like, a good job. You, We loved you as our server. And so I would walk away from my shift with, like, 10 pounds of change. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And you go to a coin star or something? Yeah. I had, yeah, I had to every week put it all in the little sleeves and go to the bank and get it cashed. Oh my gosh. Wait. So were you dancing? Um, so at this point I was taking classes at a couple places, but I mean, I was working my butt off from the time I woke up to the time I was done that you know, I learned it's really hard to find that time to go to auditions because if you're going to go to audition, like you've got to block out your entire day. And you probably don't know about them until what, a few days in advance? And you've got to change everything around? I've never yeah. understood how it all works. Um, I think for most people, you get you get into a talent agency and I didn't do that. And I forget how I found out about these auditions. I think there was like a Facebook group or something like that. Um, but with Broadway shows, you have to have an equity card. Oh, it's, it's like a having a SAG card for yeah, yeah, yeah. movies? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, and the only way to get that card is to get a job that offers the card. But when you go to audition for them, they'll see all of the equity card holders first, and then they'll see people who don't have an equity card last. And there's like a 10% chance that somebody with an equ- not that doesn't have an equity card will actually get a spot in the chorus. How does oh anyone ever God. make it? Well, that's I do. Oh my gosh. No. Wait, but this is the problem with the SAG card too. Yeah, uh-huh. like it's like the same issue. You can't get the SAG yeah. card. But you have to have the SAG mm-hmm. card to get. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. sort of counterintuitive. So you would wait six hours to be seen. Have like you just have to chance. wait, and they would look at your headshot and say yes or no. They we did like a leap across the floor, and there were some that were horrible, and they made it on to the next level, and I was an immediate cut. Just fi- from looking at my headshot and I didn't fit the part. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is not for me. I just, you know, realized that auditioning and performing gives me too much anxiety. Like, it just doesn't, it's not enjoyable. So I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So then where, when did the Pilates come in? So then I quickly realized, well, I better find another way to bring in income because the stance thing is not, you know, I just don't see myself doing this long term in the future. So 
I had a friend from Oklahoma in New York City, and she was getting a Pilates work study. And I said, you know, we've dabbled in Pilates and yoga in our dance classes. And I was like, okay. Again, I had the same story with in college is that I rarely stepped foot into a gym. I was not a workout person. If I went to the gym, it was to hop on the elliptical or the treadmill because that's what I knew how to use. Um, so I did not have any education in fitness at all. Um, and so I just Craigslisted a Pilates or a yoga work study. And I was like, this will be fine. I'll so it was a work study where you because those classes are really expensive. They're so expensive, and again, I, I mean, didn't have yeah. any financial support. Not saying that my parents right. aren't supportive, but I knew that this was. I'm On also you. really independent, and I will not ask for help unless I need it. And so I found this Pilates work study in Dumbo, Brooklyn, and went and met my mentor. which is not close to Astoria, Queens, by it's the way. Not close mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> and so I had to work the front desk to um, work off my tuition. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. But so, and this wasn't, this was like a Joseph Pilates studio, right? So she was trained by Romana and Romana is one of Joseph's um is Joseph, Joseph Pilates? Joseph Pilates. Yeah, like he's yeah. the original. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Roman is considered yeah, he, a first generation teacher. And that then, means you're second generation. No, she's well, I'm third. Oh, because you didn't learn from Roman. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Which is still impressive considering yeah. how far down the line. I think yeah. yeah. Probably goes. And I, so I had no, again, didn't do any research on Pilates certifications or anything like that. I just Craigslist. Like and happened I was like, to here be we go. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. This is how I, I operate. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. I had never been on a reformer before. Again, just Pilates, Matt, the little that we did in dance classes. And I was just like, this will be fine. And I'm glad that I didn't do a lot of research because she is not somebody that's very well known in her certification. I think just in New York City, she's well known. Um, but it wasn't like a nationally recognized certification. But I'm so glad I went through her um, because she she taught me so much, way more than ones that you can do like online, whatever I've taught me. Gotcha. That makes mm-hmm. so much sense. And so then how long were you there? How long does it take to get certified? I mean, a lot of hours. Yes. Um, it's definitely more hands-on. And so you had to do like 50 hours of self-practice, 50 hours of observation, 150 of apprentice where you're kind of giving free lessons to your friends, and then 250 of um, supervised. That sounds like about 400 hours. Yeah, I, can, a I mean, lot. I don't know if my math is working out there, but that's yeah. a lot. So um, I don't think it worked out. I think out. it was 500. <laughs> It's a 50, a 50, a 250, a 150. Okay. We're so bad. So I was, I lived in New York City for a year and then, you know, stuff happened after that year that I was like, again, I feel like it's my time to move on. And I came here for a wedding and reconnected with some friends and two of my good friends now um, were looking for a house at the same time my lease was up and i learned that instructors get paid the same amount of money here that they do in New York City. And so I was like, the cost, the cost of living, living is low, so raise. much less. Yeah. And uh, he cha- said, you know, if you move back, you've got an immediate spot in the company. Um, so I was like, you know, wham, bam, this is all the things that I wanted to accomplish and I can do it here in Oklahoma City. Um, so my 
mentor Lawson, she allowed me to finish my hours here. And then I had to fly back to New York City later on to finish because you have to take a test and teach them a session. So it's like a practical uh, before you can get fully certified. Was that nerve wracking? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But that day, Lawson had something going on where I, because usually you're supposed to teach her, and she was an intimidating person. I love her. Again, if I had not had that kind of personality working with me, I don't think it would have shaped who I am today as well. Because, you know, if you have somebody that with that strong personality coming at you, you've got to have just as much of a strong personality to interact with them. So this all makes sense because you don't you don't take a lot of <laughs> uh-huh, I've heard. Yeah. I, and I, I credit that to New York City because I mean you have to find your voice there and you have to be strong enough and find your confidence to stick up for yourself. Um so I credit a lot of my confidence to being there. And again, even though I knew somebody moving to New York City, I was still on my own. I was exploring throughout the day by myself. Like, you know, that was my year where I found who I was. And so then I moved back to Oklahoma City and started working at Four Graces Pilates Studio and Hideaway Pizza. Oh, yum. (laughs) Here we are back to the pizza. I was going to say back to the back to the food that's maybe not the healthiest. (laughs) I had worked there in college. And so again, I had such a great relationship with them that I knew moving back again, $40 to my name this time, got to get into hustle mode. And so I knew that they would give me a job immediately. So I did you ever make a collage, a collage? No, I thought I that was so cool at the, what? at the old hideaway on Western, how they had those big collages oh, when you first walked in. Uh-huh. and I had a babysitter in high school or when I, she must've been in high school. Maybe she's in college. Anyway, she, made a collage for them and hers was really pretty and mm-hmm. she put my sister and I on it. Oh. Oh, and then they left. I feel that like building. you're on the wall of fame there. I, I it, it was in the private room though, so it was like you couldn't see it all the time, uh-huh. but I it was my claim to fame and definitely in middle school. Uh-huh. Um, your face was on the wall. Well, but it was like it. it was a picture of me and my sister from church and we were in these um costumes so you really couldn't tell it was us, but in my mind you could. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's okay. So you're here. You're working at Four Graces. Mm-hmm. Are you dancing in the company? I'm dancing in the company. You? I'm teaching dance, you know, all the jobs all the good stuff. that I needed to do. So when, how did you make the leap to Evolved? Was it called Evolve always? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I loved about my gym in New York City is that it, was, it wasn't a Pilates studio. It was a gym. Um, so... Part of it had the Pilates equipment and the rest was traditional strength training. And then they had a group class area in the back where they taught T-Rex and trampoline classes and all that kind of stuff. Sounds familiar, minus the trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a lot of coordination. So all the trainers there were personal trainer certified and Pilates certified. And I loved how they took their clients through all of it. So it was always cross training. And so when I moved back to Oklahoma City... That was one of the things that I was missing is that everything is so specialized in one thing. Yeah. And I wanted to create a one-stop fitness shop. So, again, random story. Uh, I feel like you throughout my life, it's like one door 
opens and then another door opens and then another door opens and you just have to be willing to see the opportunity and have the courage to jump through that door and just say, okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, so I, one of the clients there wanted me to teach her daughter hip hop class. And I said, well, Four Graces is not the place to teach kids. So I was like, so you're going to have to find like another space um, to teach and I'll be more than happy to do it. So that's where I met Becky. She, um, I taught her daughter and three others hip hop in the bottom in her basement. And she was like, I'm a Pilates instructor too. Like if you ever want to work out sometime, I've got a house with Pilates equipment in it. Um, you know, if you ever want to train together. And I was like, you have a house with Pilates equipment in it? And that's it? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, yeah, she bought it in foreclosure. And, you know, again, she wanted to have her own space. She didn't want to teach in a studio, you know, with other people. This was just something that she enjoyed doing. And it wasn't necessarily her main job. It was just something she liked doing. Um, So I went over there and there were three reformers in the living room, two towers in one of the bedrooms and three chairs in a converted garage. And then there was an empty room. A chair? I've never seen the chair. The Wanda chair. The potty chair? No. Do you have the potty chair? I don't. And I really want to eventually add that in. But they're so expensive. All this equipment is so expensive, (laughs) which is why I think it's so great that you have the concept of having a one-stop shop and not just only specializing in one type of exercise. That's really exercise. It's hard for the or the person working out because to join a Pilates gym, a hit gym, Mm -hmm. like I mean, you could literally spend five hundred dollars, like a cycle five gyms. I mean, you could join five five different specialty workout classes Mm -hmm. and. You could spend a million dollars. I mean, you really could. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, so you're with Becky in this house. Yeah. So where was I, the house? It was in, in Brookhaven, across from Deep Fort Grill. Oh yeah. So I turned that. Oh. I turned that empty bedroom into like the strength training area. So that's where all the weights were and everything like that. Um, so I just asked her. I was like, "Hey, could I rent this out from you? Um, it will only be for X amount of time." <laughs> And I just, you know, and so she was like, yeah. And she charged me super cheap rent. And again, if I had not, if she had not given me that opportunity, there's no way I would have ever been able to start Evolve. And so I was just like, you know, here we go. This is the next step. This is feels right. My gut instinct is telling me this is where I'm supposed to go. Um, I never thought that I would ever be a business owner. My parents will tell me, tell you like, they have no clue where I got this from, <laughs> and I don't have any background in owning a business or marketing degree or anything like that, and I just kind of figured it out as I went along. Yeah, it's sometimes a little bit about common sense. You know, you've been a consumer your right. whole life, right? You've been interacting with small businesses your whole life. Right, so but you- I think it takes a special person. Like, it, there's something innate in somebody who wants to – who owns their own business. Not everybody can do that. I think it takes a rare person to have that confidence and that, you know, taking that risk and believing in yourself, like I can do this. But you also saw a need. I think that one of the most important things about starting a business, maybe you're not the best with QuickBooks or you're not the best. I mean, you can, when you own a business, at least from what I've experienced owning my own business is like, you will not be good at everything. Right. But if you see a need in your market Mm -hmm. and you're fulfilling that need, you can hire people to do certain stuff if you can afford it or you can outsource certain things or, you know what I mean? Like, I think 
I think people don't realize how if there's a need, it'll all kind of work a little bit with obviously with lots of hustle. Right. But that's so interesting. So your you passion s- has to be strong enough. Right. And the, and the need has to be strong right. enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, there wasn't another studio kind of doing what you were doing and you were getting all these referrals because right. people were liking it. I mean, well, and also outside of that is that, you know, again, never having worked out before. Part of that was intimidation and fear of I don't want to look stupid and I don't know what I'm doing. And so doing that Pilates certification and learning all the steps in the anatomy and, you know, the different posture types and how you fix the posture types. As I'm um, sitting here, slouch. as I'm like, <laughs> I'm like pulling my shoulders back. Right. Right. That was, that was the main drive behind um, not only the one-stop fitness shop, but also teaching people how to take care of themselves, how to work out. Because if you are building that knowledge yourself, then you have so much more confidence and you're more likely to stick with it and keep that as a part of your lifestyle um, because that intimidation factor and that fear factor is gone. And I'll say that about you, like body types, it is kind of crazy how well you know, like all the different muscles and what they should be doing and all the different ways you stand and make sure, because even we've been talking about different people we see on Instagram Mm -hmm. or even locally, and you'll be like, see how they kind of their abs sort of protrude. Like, obviously they're not sucking in when they're doing their ab workouts or bulging out, which Mm -hmm. is making, and like, you can see it like different types of training you can, or sway backs. Right. All of these different things. I'm like, oh my gosh, you can literally see it in this person's uh-huh. or like big trap muscles or like, I don't know, just all of that stuff whenever you talk about it. And then I see somebody, I'm like, oh my God, that, you know, that's that workout or that's right. that. It's so interesting. And that's one of my favorite things about my job is when I have somebody that comes in and they don't have any exercise experience. They're coming as a total newbie. And one year, two years into training, they're coming in and telling, you know, their little success stories of they carried their skis the entire vacation or, you know, they were able to move this big potted plant without their husband's help. But then they also come in and say, I taught so-and-so how to do a squat. I was looking or I was cooking and I remembered to pull my shoulders down because you were in my head. (laughs) Like they just start coming in. And again, they are taking control in their own lives and starting to recognize and other people like, you know, it's it seeing other people um, and how they're living compared to where they are now is, I think, again, that confidence boost. Yeah. Or just like, I mean, I've taken very few orange cherry classes, but like sometimes <laughs> when I'm in there, I'm like, that person is going to throw out the right. back. Uh-huh. Like I can just Oh yeah. They're not happen. really paying attention. If you well, don't know some, what you're doing. Some of the trainers are places do. like yeah. I don't want to throw every, I, right. they just, there was this one class. It's a class. lot to manage. I think, it is a lot to manage, but this one class we were doing, I think deadlifts. And I was like, holy cow, like all of these people's backs <laughs> were like rounded. And I was like this, they're going to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just stuff like yeah. that. And that's what I love. That's yeah. what I love is um, I never wanted anybody to be dependent on me as a trainer. I always wanted to teach them the tools so that when they went out, they could take all these tools with them. Well, I think you proved that in quarantine because we weren't able to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you did the videos mm-hmm. and I feel like all of us kind of maintained, mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say all of that us. I'm talking about like the, <laughs> the five people that I work out with. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. So how long were you in the house? And then what caused you to move into your space that you're in now? I mean, were you outgrowing the house? Did you yes. want to grow? Um, My plan when I went in 
And I told Becky it was to, you know, I didn't want to outstay my welcome. And I told, you know, I was like, I'll only be in here for so long. And then three years later, I'm still there. (laughs) Um, But I was growing my, you know, I was growing my clientele pretty quickly, but I wanted to get to a point where I knew that if I moved into a commercial space, I could, you know, pay the rent, pay the rent and everything um, that I wasn't stepping too far ahead of myself. And so um, got to a point in, you know, 2016, I think it was the beginning that I started looking for studios. But then again, here's the finance problem. I don't have you know, I didn't come from a family with money. And so I was going to have to finance this whole thing on my, on my own. And Pilates equipment is, you know, can range from three to $10,000. And I didn't have any collateral. I didn't, you know, I going for a business loan. I, I, my chances were slim. And so then there was a Pilates studio that was going out of business and or closing down their business. And they had five reformers for sale that were 20 years old. And they were half, I think even 75% of what they would have cost normally. And I was like, okay, here's that door again. I'm going to find a way to pay for these reformers because this is the only way that I'm going to be able to move into a commercial space. And I had a client who lended me the money until I got a loan because they needed those reformers out like within two days. And I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this. <laughs> um, Which so, those reformers, like, I mean, you would never know they're 20 years are old. Are they still the reformers you have now? Mm-hmm. Those, they're, I mean, you would never know that. Yeah. I yeah. think it's so there's a funny story with better. those two. Yeah. What's the. Well, they're the Cadillac, right? They're the Cadillac. Um, so these reformers have made their way around Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. They've been in a lot of studios. Yes. Right? They've okay. been in a lot of studios. And so the original owner, Valerie Love, the space where we're at now is actually where the reformers originally started. Wait, what was the name of that place? Um, Body Rock. Body Rock. Body Rock. And they had like a uh-huh. smoothie bar. Yes, in the back we would go get all, smoothies. All these, I guess that maybe you were probably at Cassidy at the time. When uh, they, yeah, or, yeah, or everybody college. went over there to get mm-hmm. smoothies. I could mm-hmm. never really yeah, understand. Yeah, because they had like the protein powder mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, that was like the spot. That's, yeah. So that's where they started and now they're back to their home. Yep. And that space was actually not up for lease. But again, uh, the business that was in there, they were moving to Virginia. And so they were looking for someone to take over that lease. And again, just right timing and the price was right. And I was like, here we go. Well, I do think all of these doors that have opened for you in Oklahoma. I, I mean, I kind of go back to what I was talking about in the beginning. The word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Your but probably you probably didn't do this on purpose, but your ability to network and meet people and use your resources. And I think people in Oklahoma want people to succeed. Mm -hmm. They want to help you. They want, they, you know, they want to be a part of your success. I also feel like too, like Jamie, you have the superpower of people picking where I think that you've Mm -hmm. strategically picked like Casey and Mm -hmm. all of these people who are big cheerleaders of yours. I mean, for a good reason, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like too, you've done a really good job at, you're just so to the point, but you're not, it's not like I've had trainers who like yell. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of that. You, anytime you correct, it's like to help. Mm-hmm. It's not just to be like, oh, push yourself. You can do more, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's never that vibe. It's right. much more, 
oh, this'll hurt this muscle. So do it this way. And it's much more, I don't know, about growth and things like that. It sounds and so, really empowering that you end is. up with the knowledge. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like you, I think that the people who really thrive at Evolve are all the people who want to learn mm-hmm. and who don't think that they know it all about fitness and who really, I mean, uh, you've opened my mind because I feel like a lot of women think it's like cardio, cardio, cardio. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't have to just run every day. You know what I mean? Which my body type, I can't run every day. Well, but. and I, you know, as a personal trainer, I'm working against all the magazine articles, right. like all the celebrity diets, the workout trends, all of that stuff. And so again, as somebody, if somebody new is coming in and they have a goal of weight loss or toning or whatever, you know, I try to break down that goal to the underlying issue. Like what's your, what really are you wanting to accomplish? And most of the time it's that they want to feel confident and they just want to feel stronger in themselves. And, you know, giving, giving somebody that permission that you don't have to do what those magazine articles are doing. You don't have, there's no need to look like X, Y, Z. Um, but to get to that point of feeling proud in who you are and what you're doing, like that is actually where you're going to succeed in attaining and sustaining a healthy lifestyle. Well, and you've gotten that from being a trainer. Uh-huh. You've had people tell you you should look a certain way because you're a trainer. Yep. It's like, oh, what? you're your, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people will be like, Who you're your that? product or uh-huh. whatever. So it's like, you know, I know it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy what people say. But I think in that industry, fitness, it's it. There's a lot of focus on outward stuff, right? Do you guys ever? I'm sure on Instagram when you're scrolling through, do you get the Tracy Anderson? Ads oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I cannot even. I mean, well, my sister-in-law went to one of her classes, maybe in Dallas. She did like a pop-up in Dallas, and she said, "Catherine, she never looks at the class, never looks at the people, never turns around. She stares, stares at, at herself, herself in uh-huh. the mirror." The entire time. And all you're doing is just following what she's doing. It's amazing to me that that fitness craze Uh has had the longevity that it's had. I I can't imagine interacting in in a fitness environment like that. Like, it's crazy. Well, yeah, I can't either. Well, and I think too, like you've had all these, you have lots of different types of classes Mm -hmm. and that's what I liked. It's when I was pregnant, I did more Pilates and now I'm like pretty much all strength training and then do bar Mm -hmm. with Casey. And I don't know. I like the mix. Well, I think the mix is actually really important for a sustainable business because there are so many trends, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Rise Nation. What else have I been to? Rumble. I went to what's the one that's like this? That's Rise Nation. Oh, is that Rise Nation? okay. Okay. Yes. The stair climber. Uh-huh. Stair climber. Sorry, doing I'm doing climber. my arms yeah, up and down really fast. Doing, but <laughs> I went to a great workout in Dallas this weekend called Sculpt House, which was fabulous, but it was kind of like beyond fi- or beyond 500 oh, or whatever yeah. it's called. Had the Woodway and then the re- the Reformer. No, yeah. what are they? The Legree oh, machine. Yeah. What's that called? The whatever it was. Yeah. But so I was talking to my sister-in-law about it and I was like, we don't really have something like this in Oklahoma City. And she's like, Catherine, you don't need that stuff in Oklahoma City. She's like, you need a workout space that can evolve with the times. It has offers lots of different classes. Yeah. That, she's like, that's just a trend thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be gone in two years. And mm-hmm. so you are, I love that you are not about the workout trends No, but that you offer things, you know, that you can offer things if a trend comes, you know, if there's something that comes along that you want to try out, you have the space, you have the right. equipment to be able to do that. Well, well yeah. and even with my own, like as a trainer, I've always valued continuing education. Like that's something that I 
make a priority every year. I do about two or three different workshops or certifications um, because I think it's important as a trainer that you're staying on top of all of those things and making sure that you're building your knowledge to give to your clients because it's I, I, at the end of the day, it's all about my clients and making sure I'm doing what I can to give them the best experience and to teach them, you know, everything that I know. Yeah. Well, I think you do a good job. And we like we always say we never do the same workout twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's always love, that is a number one for me. I do, yeah. I do the same. Thing. That's what I mean. Um, I mean, I work out with a certain group of people kind of mm-hmm. just because we go at the same times in the same classes and we're always are like wait what is this exercise we've never done this before <laughs> and that's exciting because it's I feel like if I in it you know god forbid another pandemic happened or whatever we're mm-hmm. stuck at home I'd have this a knowledge of all these different exercises and routines and different ways to do stuff for mm-hmm. sure for me at least variety is what keeps me going yes I, I could not run every I mean I probably could run every day but I don't want to run every day mm-hmm. I want to be able to look forward to something, something. new and interesting and that's going to get me thinking and that's going to, I'm going to be sore from the next day. Oh, I love all, that. Like, oh my God, sore. did I have that muscle? Where did that muscle come from? Yeah, I'm always <laughs> sore. Well, and I will say this. I think when I have to go to certain workout classes, not not at Evolve, but I dread, kind of dread. There's a, like you're driving up and you're like, oh God, I never get the dread with Evolve. I love that. I don't mm. know if I'm also excited necessarily, <laughs> but I never get the dread. But you know how great you're going to feel when it's over. Too. Right. I think, like, it, oh my God, I think my I think I literally great after this. I think it's my meditation. I yeah. think I kind of go in and I sort of zone out and mm-hmm. I like can hear you telling me to do stuff because our class isn't super chatty. I mean, some days we get a little bit chatty mm-hmm. if somebody brings up like their child right. or like whatever. Does Jamie have to reel y'all back in? Uh, yes, sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give it a, hey girls, give it a workout, not chit chat. There yeah. was a class that I had to come up with a hashtag Focus Friday. I was in that you class. Said that, they, yes. they knew to yeah. zip it. Uh-huh. It was a fun, it was a fun people class though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've kind of have two final questions. Wait, no, hold on. We we haven't even gotten to like you've taken on a partner. Oh yeah, yeah. I got your oh, email. My gosh, that's right. That's uh-huh. right. Well, that would, could be a part of our of our what's next? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I was very excited. I got that. Whatever the title of the email was made me want to read it. <laughs> what, or what was, I don't know what the subject was. It was big announcement in big, capital there letters. There we go. Big <laughs> announcement. I'm like, what's the big announcement? Oh my gosh. And I opened it up and read the whole thing and I was so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, again, I'm to that point where I had thought about this idea for a year now and you know I'm sure you guys understand as a business owner is that it it's like giving part of your life away it's really brave and so I talked with my business coach and my counselor and you know just really kind of let those fears go of you know I'm not it, this is not like I'm failing at all because you can look at it as the negative, but it's to the point where my business has grown so much that I can't take it to the next level on my own, nor do I want to take it to the next level on my own because I've seen, you know, solo business owners work 24-7, not have a social life, sacrifice a lot of things in their own physical and mental health that I was not willing to do that. Like I've worked really hard at establishing healthy boundaries of the work and personal life. And I just didn't see moving forward that that would be possible if I were to do this on my own. 
And so my best friend, Chanel, I've watched her grown over the past three years in her own personal training um, business. And, you know, I've just grown to really ex- respect her, too. And she was my roommate. She was one of... Wait, so this is your best friend that you're doing this with? Yes. So she oh gosh, was... Oh, this is um, really fun. She was one of the people that I moved back. She was the one that was looking for a house at the same time I Lisa was up in New York City. Um, so she was my roommate for two, three years. Um, and so, again, the idea of having a partner wasn't just a partner. The right. idea of going 50 50 in with my Chanel because she was the only person I would ever trust doing this because she has just as much hustle as I do um so she's started her own online business yeah and I watch her videos and online training good um she was the class manager at Vasa so I knew that she had some of those management skills that I'm not super strong in and so I just you know threw out the idea to Chanel and we have been meeting once a week and just talking it out first. Like it That's wasn't a full, That's what we did. It, was, yeah. it wasn't a full commitment because I mean, you just have to see if we're on the same page, if we have the same philosophies, if we have the same values. Um, and again, just everything kind of lined up. And there was just one day where we were talking and I was like, okay, I'm in. This is so exciting. I know. <laughs> I'm excited too. I'm excited because I just believe in like what you're doing so much and to bring somebody in who has, because I feel like Evolve really does have um, a very clear, I'm trying to say this in the best way I can, but it has like a very clear, I don't want to use the word vibe, but um, mindset and Mm -hmm. it's very positive and it's very empowering. And I feel like Chanel seems like to, like you said, embody that as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited for you to kind of further the message of what Evolve does and Mm -hmm. just kind of, I mean, I don't know. I would. Well, because again, like every, I'll have people come in and they want the meal plans. They want like a specific program. And I'm, I'm not going to do that for you because the program and the meal plan I put together might not fit your lifestyle. And it's something that everybody has to go through the trial and error process of figuring out what works for them. And it doesn't help anytime you slip up, you know, not only it doesn't help if somebody is saying like, why'd you do that? That was so bad of you, <laughs> like, you know, degrading you for your mistakes, but it's not other people doing it. It's that we do it to ourselves. And so it's teaching that client of giving them that permission to fail right. and saying, it's okay. What did this experience teach you? What can you do moving forward? That's going to give you um, more success. And so again, I, you know, when, you're teaching your kids to walk and they fall down. You don't say, you're so dumb. (laughs) Why can't you walk? You you know, you're encouraging them and saying it's okay to fall down and you get back up again. And it's the same thing in your own health, physical and mental wellness. It's okay to have those down days. It's okay to go into a studio and work out and, you know, not want to work out and not have you, your energy or your mood is not quite there, but you showed up anyways. Right. We have all, some of those days. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Yeah. But that's so starting exciting. working out myself is a process that I dread every single time, but it's once you start and you get into it and then you walk away feeling so much better. That's the one thing I've always appreciated about you is that you hate to work out. <laughs> 
I really do. It is. It's a discipline. But then, you know, once you get into that routine and you miss a week of not getting in your workouts, it feels like something's missing. You don't Mm -hmm. feel like yourself. Yeah, I agree. Well, so Evolve, you know, you've taken on this partner. The space might is going to get bigger, Mm -hmm. all this exciting stuff. So what do you kind of see for the next 10 years for Evolve? Um, so I've really been passionate again about teaching others the physical and mental tools to have that confidence. And, um, one of the things that I have a passion for is kids, especially female or girls in middle school, high school, when you're battling that appearance, like I need to look a certain way, um, especially for guys like we always want to look good for finding a significant other (laughs) and that's you know I've learned from my own past relationship is that you have to be proud in yourself you have to be happy by yourself before you can find a healthy relationship and so I've wanted to kind of mix that message in with strength training and create a program for middle schoolers high schoolers um, teaching them how to work out but also building that self-confidence. I've got one that you could be your guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, she, she, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's good. But I was just sitting here thinking, God, Neely needs evolve. Neely needs you. I mean, it is a really, I feel like too, it's, it's a hard time, a hard yeah. time for them. And it's different because when you're playing sports, you're, you're working out for the sport. Right. Like that's and what I, it, and I, that's what I'm saying. I, I felt like I got trained and I, you know, people were, and I was a pretty good athlete, but nobody ever taught me, okay, post volleyball, post basketball, mm-hmm. post tennis, mm-hmm. you know, this is like, yeah, you can do 30 minutes on the elliptical, but like, you're not done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I think that it's so important to teach them in about just different muscle groups. Right. Well, I think um, that's a little bit where we're missing yeah. the boat at, you know, at Cassidy. Yeah. I love that you have to, I mean, at Cassidy, you have to play a sport. And then if you're my child, you also have to play a sport. But so, it's a little bit more real world it, yeah, what's application. Yeah, real world application mm-hmm. for it? Because really our goal is to teach wellness throughout your entire life. Yeah, that's and what it when is. When you're 47 years old, you're not running track well, and playing Or you volleyball. could be like me. You could be 31 and playing catch up from college. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I feel like I'm almost not anymore, but you know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's because I've had two children, but still, I feel like the, I think that teaching them, listen, you know, eating certain foods, not exercising, blah, blah, blah. I mean, these are like, these I mean, that's really, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell my children. Mm -hmm. Exercising is something you do really every day. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe one, maybe it's just a walk one day, but it is something that is, you have to do literally for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that really but again, uh, makes me so happy to hear you say that. Right. Like why you move, why you eat certain foods. It's, it's not good for your for brain. The aesthetics. It's, no. it's for <laughs> the aesthetics come as like yeah. a afterthought. Right. Um, and I, you know, again, I think that's a message that gets lost in a lot of the marketing ads yes. um, because we know that if I say, I promise you, you're going to lose 10 pounds in two weeks, like you're going to come be a client You're of mine. gain 15 of it back the next two weeks. Right. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's mixed messaging. So when you do, when that does happen, um, it, you lose that motivation and that yo-yo effect starts. Um, but again, that's what I want to teach others is the deeper meaning behind the Health physical. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's so smart. I love that. Well, so do you want to do a final question? 
Well, okay. Well, what, well, <laughs> wait, let me just ask you on that note. So evolve uh-huh. in 10 years. What do you think about evolve in terms of Oklahoma city? Can you ever see yourself having a second location? Okay. What's the, I think having a partner would, that is more plausible of an idea. Um, so I'm not going to ever say no. It <laughs> The opportunities are endless at this point. That's good. Have yeah. you been, have people mentioned it to you? Like if you had a studio in this location, I would be able to come more or something like that. No. And I think that's because you are pretty we central. Are, we're no, you really you know, yeah. on that Northwest side that, you know, people in the downtown midtown area don't really know me. Um, you know, you hear my name a lot around here, but Outside of the Nichols Hills area, I don't think many people know who I am. Oh, interesting. Um, so most of your clients are coming, let's say, from the neighbor. Let's say from the neighborhood yeah. that's surrounding the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, when we find a new space, that was one of my things that I wanted to do is kind of get out of that bubble um, because I think that there's a lot of people that need my help and Chanel's help, um, but also my clients' help because clients are also, they become the coaches too. Um, so I just want to create that welcoming atmosphere and, you know, let others know that this is a place that's open to everyone. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's really great because it is kind of intimidating. I'm mm-hmm. sure if you look in the Evolve window and you see kind of a lot of clients who look sort of the same. Right. Yeah. I think that that's smart. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So I know you're sort of an Oklahoma City transplant and we mm-hmm. love that because I that's what for me is making Oklahoma City so much more interesting than it was growing up. So there are people from all over the country that live here now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but now you really truly are an Oklahoma Cityan. Is that what we say? Is that how you say it? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Oklahoma? I guess you're an Oak, but you're really, but like you're an Oklahoman, but if you live in the city, city then what are you? But so <laughs> your best Cityan. friend from high school comes to visit for the weekend. Uh-huh. You pick them up at the airport uh-huh. and you want to show off the city where you've made your home and built your business. Uh-huh. Where do you go first? How do you spend your day? There's no pandemic. You can do whatever you want. Well, where do you take them? One of the things that I have loved that I've added in to my, you know, health route, self-care oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, is going for a walk around Scissortail downtown area. Every Sunday I try to go um, ah. walk and listen to St. Luke's sermon. Um, and so I'd probably do that as take them around. Cause I feel like the best way to get to know a city is just to walk and yeah. explore. Um, and in that, when you're walking and exploring, there's probably new places that I've never even been that I would love to go to and experience it for the first time with my best friend. Um, but I, Picasso Cafe is one of the places that I would take them for lunch. Yum. Oh. And then at night, I think I would go to any of our patio bars because I love patio drinking. And we're it's patio weather. <laughs> it is maybe not this weather. week because it's like 50 mile an hour uh-huh. winds. So maybe next week, but it really is patio weather. I just now. went to the parlor this past weekend and they had Born in November playing. Fun. And I love so much I fun. love live music and dancing, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> I wish I was a better dancer. I mean I try. I was gonna say I try. I, I mean it doesn't you, stop me that I'm not good. You can beat Bob Brown better. <laughs> So you're okay, okay. So you're going to the parlor, maybe. Mm-hmm. Where do you go to dinner? Parlor. Where do you eat in the parlor? Because isn't that isn't that like the collective? Where yeah. All the little. Do you, what, what's your favorite spot in there? I actually haven't eaten in there quite a bit. Oh, you just kind of <laughs> you just like to drink. They do That's have okay. that just like pizza to place. It's maybe from Kansas City. What was the pizza? Place? I, I can't remember. I haven't eaten I've, at the parlor either. I hate to admit that. 
It gives me anxiety. I feel like I'm going to miss something. It's like when I walk up, there's a bunch of food trucks. Yeah. I wish I could have something from every one of them. Yeah. I hate having to, to like pick one. But that's just why you go back and then you well, try that's the next true. place. Where's I, your I favorite dinner spot? Place. Yeah. What's your... Um, I think... I don't know that it's my favorite dinner spot, but I feel like you have to go to Empire Slice Pizza too. Oh, yeah. Yes. And go down to Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Is is Lua reopen yet? Didn't they close and then are they going to open again? They're supposed to open again. I have not okay. been. I heard I that. I haven't been there either. I heard but that heard from somebody on Good Authority this weekend. You did? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love the Plaza District. Uh-huh. My grandmother grew up like four blocks from there and she used to I tell think they were waiting the for the weather to get nice again because their patio okay. was so successful. Okay. Yep. Well, it sounds like a fun day. That does sound. So, where can people find Evolve, you? Um, if they want to get more information about the studio, um, I evolve is located in Cassidy square, um, off of Britain and Penn. You can also message me on Instagram at evolve fitness, OKC, or go to my website and message me there too. Um, and if the studio is somewhere that's not plausible for you to get to, we also have an online program um, where we'll have home workouts for you, but also gym programs too. Um, so if you do have, if you're a member of us or, you know, Planet Fitness and you just need help figuring out what to do, we'll have those programs also. And it'll be like I'm with you, but not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. Jamie. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so glad to be here, and I'm so proud it. of you guys and supporting Oklahoma City and all all us business owners. Oh, well, it's been fun. We it has it. been fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, dear. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at Action City OKC. or for business inquiries, email us at hello at actioncityokc.com. Action City is produced by Blackened Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blackened Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. <laughs>